you're here um you can find larry online um, on twitter he he is at chili boy yt and on youtube at chili boy productions so we are all here to talk about a new movie that is on amazon prime it's red white and royal blue yeah so this is based on the novel by casey mcquiston and it's got a screenplay by Ted Mollower and Matthew Lopez, and it's directed by Matthew Lopez. And it is a story about how a young prince of England and the son of the American president fall in love. So uh, the president in this case is played by Uma Thurman. Um, her son is Alex, and Alex is played by um, Taylor Zahan Perez. Zakhar Perez, sorry. And yeah, he is a college student and he doesn't like Prince Henry, who is played by Nicholas uh, Galatzin. And Prince Henry also has a mutual dislike of him. And one day, there's a right at the beginning of the movie, there's a big faux pas that happens uh, over in the UK involving the two of them. They have to then do some uh, damage control PR and in the midst of that discover that they are attracted to each other. And, um, Alex is, uh, bisexual and, uh, Henry is gay. And yeah, the movie kind of follows their, I guess, romance. Uh, and there's lots of twists and turns. <laughs> so yeah, that's your kind of general setup for red, white, and royal blue. Um, the three of us here today, we are all part of the LGBTQ community. So we're gonna, we're gonna have a little, uh, discussion slash review of this movie. Uh, it's a new movie, so we won't, you know, uh, give you any spoilers, but of course we are gonna talk about it a bit. Uh, if you're interested in the movie, you can find it currently on Amazon Prime. So Larry, uh, what'd you think of this? Yeah, I don't know how much. <laughs> You can spoil a very traditional rom-com. Um, they all play by a very similar formula, and I would say Red, White, and Royal Blue definitely fits into the, the rom-com formula of it all. But I I really enjoyed this. I enjoyed this quite a bit more than I honestly anticipated because ugh, I'm kind of a curmudgeon. Um, I'm wearing a Dorothy from the Golden Girl shirt right now. And I mentioned how she's kind of my my spirit, Golden Girl. Uh, And that's definitely the case when it comes to romantic comedies as well. Really, whenever romance is shoved into a film or into a TV show, it doesn't really need to be either. I don't don't like that. Uh, So as little romance as possible is usually my motto. But I guess when you go in knowing you're watching a romance film, it kind of shifts your perception. And I thought this one worked well, mainly thanks to the chemistry of our two leads. I think that's kind of the make or break point for most romantic comedies. You can get away with a lot in a romance in general if your two leads can sell it. And I think that Taylor and Nick 
sell it in this film. I thought they had great chemistry. They had great, like, sexual tension chemistry <laughs> as well throughout the film. A really nice banter between the two of them. Obviously, they're both very easy on the eyes for viewers. Um, and it's fun. I found myself laughing quite a bit, particularly uh, in the earlier stages of the film. Uh, it's always nice to see Uma Thurman, <laughs> regardless of questionable southern accents and all um, <laughs> getting to see her be a president you know it's a good time and then zara the like uh aide the the assistant was definitely my fave but supporting character by far actually she got the most laughs out of me out of anyone in the film period i thought she was really fun and funny yeah it plays by all the the rom-com isms but when when your leads have good chemistry, sometimes that sells it enough, and it sold it enough for me here. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I have warm feelings towards this movie. Um, it's a sweet story, and its heart is in the right place. And I, I feel like I'm probably going to give it a, a better score than it maybe deserves. Um, the like you said, Larry, the plot is your standard rom com um, plot, and it's very predictable. And I agree with you, you know, these, these types of stories live and die by the chemistry of the leads, and there is a lot of chemistry between these two um, actors. Um, so, yeah, it ended up winning me over. Um, I thought we were in trouble in the first 10 minutes or so because I did not like either one of these characters, and actually the side characters I, um, I thought were annoying as well, the supporting characters. Um, and I, you know, I know that you know that their relationship starts out icy, and then it's supposed to, you know, warm. And but they were so icy at the beginning that I, I just didn't like them at all, and I didn't really think I was going to care about this story. But um, like I said, it, it won me over. Um, you know, the, the movie it kind of has a kind of a cheap look to it. It, it has that same look that most kind of made for streaming movies or, or maybe like a Hallmark movie. You know, it's just overlit and kind of flat. And um, yeah, so there, there's that. And there's some very sketchy green screen. So you can tell that you can tell that the budget was pr- perhaps um, pretty small. But, um, you know, aside from all that, I thought it was it was a fine, fine romantic comedy, thanks to the chemistry of the leads. Amazon Prime just blew hundreds of million dollars on Rings of Power. They had no money left <laughs> for the white, the red, white, and yeah. royal blue. Yeah. You know, I, I think I'm in the minority in that I actually thought it looked okay. Um, I knew by certain, you know, the way certain scenes were filmed, like exteriors of the White House or Buckingham Palace and crowd scenes, I knew enough to know their budget did not stress to shutting did not stretch to shutting down streets and exteriors of these <laughs> landmark structures and bringing in swaths of people. <laughs> so I knew that I was watching like CGI inserts, but I also remember thinking when I was watching it, like you know, like this this looks pretty real to me, <laughs> even though I know it's not. Uh, so I I don't know. I, I thought it looked I thought it looked fine, but no, uh, this movie. So there's been a string of movies lately that we've reviewed that. I have kind of picked apart in the review, but then overall, I've liked it enough. I've enjoyed the movie enough to be like, yeah, yeah, it's cool. This is one of those movies. Um, it, it has, uh, as Larry talked about, incredible chemistry between the two leads, uh, the Alex, the president's son and, and, and Henry, the prince. Those two actors 
really bring it as far as, you know, the the, the, the chemistry between them. It is very physical. Like they have, they're at it like rabbits, right? Uh, and, and I am someone personally who likes once a bit more romance in my romances. And this movie, like it, it, this, uh, it's very physical. I'll just put it that way. But I also thought to my, and it's very tumultuous, but I thought to myself as I was watching it, like, I don't know, maybe I'm too old for this movie because when I was watching it, it was stirring I mean, feelings that were familiar to me, but familiar from like 25 years ago. And in a way, there's part of me that kind of wishes that I could still feel emotions in such a tumultuous nature because that's when you really kind of quote unquote feel alive and, and, and whatever and, and the burning fire of, <laughs> of love or, or, uh, you know, infatuation. It's also fairly immature, though. So, you know, hopefully people age out of that. But these characters, um, you know, given the, their ages, which I think are supposed to be <clears throat> in their early 20s, even though I don't know if the guy playing Alex is pulling that off. But, you know, they're, you know, they're, I think it's age appropriate for, for who they are. But no, um, I like them. I like the supporting cast. Um, Rachel Hilson is actually my favorite supporting cast member. She plays a friend of Alex, the, the president's son. And then, uh, I have to say too, there's this, there's this friend of Prince Henry's. He's this like young black guy. And I was thrown by him because he shows up a little ways in the film <laughs> with his like, you know, bleach blonde hair. And I'm just like, who is this homosexual? <laughs> and, and then it turns out he's a straight guy. Who's into Rachel Hilson's character in the rest of the movie? I'm just like, okay. I have to say, I was thrown too. I just like a whole movie reaction. And I was just, when he entered, I'm like, oh, who's this fabulous friend? I, I kind of chalked it up. I said, you know what? I'm going to say he's bisexual. I, I, I can't, I'm not going to say straight. I'm going to say pan or bi. And Rachel, you know, she's kind of become the the gay bestie of the moment. Because um, she was also love Victor. She was his, uh, Victor's girlfriend in season one before he comes out. And she's kind of just the bestie and dates Mason Gooding's character. But yeah, she's making a niche in, in the gay the gay world these days. She is. She is. Yeah. And I don't know. I just found that funny because, you know, throughout a lot of the movie, Prince Henry is he's like, like, well, it's weird. Verbally, he's like, I'm on the down low. I mean, he doesn't put it like that, but he's basically like, I'm on the down low. Uh, you know, I, I'm 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 uh, my country comes first. They, they're not going to be cool with a gay prince. So we can have this, you know, little flirtation romance, but it can't go public. And then I'm like, you're walking around with this super flaming not gay gay guy as a friend and and then like this romance that they have is quite public at least in the sense of like his inner circle you know like his he, he even says at one point like well the bodyguards know and this person knows my sister knows and i don't know that was a little um odd you know one thing i will say too i and one reason i think i am i'm overall a little bit more cool with this movie than I might otherwise be is the context of it. I mean, I like the fact when I was watching it, I'm like, I like the fact that this is where LGBT movies are at, like where, yes, there is some homophobia that they have to deal with, but 
we didn't used to get movies like this, you know. Um, and it's weird. I was watching on YouTube um, a couple of reviewers who are who are also gay, and I and I love their their channel. But they said something in, about this movie that like they thought it was sort of sanitized or a movie made for straight people to enjoy. And I'm like, I don't know because there's some pretty frank intimacy between these two up to and including like intercourse and between the two leads and no you don't see it blatantly because this is not a porno right (laughs) this is not pornographic (laughs) but i mean you definitely know that that's what they're doing and i'm like i don't know how many straight people you know i mean would be comfortable with that so yeah i mean what did you think larry no, I agree with you. I think, I don't know, I feel like right now we're in a weird place. A lot of people are very up in arms. A lot of the queer community are very up in arms about like this or the show Heartstopper for being, I don't know, as they're saying, sanitized. And I, I don't know, I feel like, I, like I said, I'm a curmudgeon. And I'm looking like, oh, we got some miserable folks in, in this community right now. What's <laughs> happening? Um, we're still getting the trauma movies. You know, they'll come once award season hits. I'm sure we'll have at least one. Um, so don't worry. It's coming around. But uh, I'm at the point. I agree with you. I, we need fun romances that, that, that don't have the weight of the world. Yeah, there's a bump. There's an obstacle. But we don't need to, to be reminded of it every single time we sit down to watch a movie. And I think that's what's really nice about something like this. And I agree with you in that sense as well. It's, it is quite visible. The, the like love scene in this film is very intimate. So it's not like, you know, super graphic. It doesn't have nudity in it even actually at all. Mm-hmm. But it's very, it, it's really well shot and actually overall well done. Intimate uh sex scene in this film that again if you're not comfortable with gayness you're not going to be comfortable watching that scene at all mm-hmm. um and and i don't think they kowtow really to straight audiences in comparison to something like bros last year which is very like in your face gay it's, it's very like gay <laughs> um i think i i appreciate them both i and honestly, I think maybe I laughed a little bit more on bros, but my big problem with that film, this one gets right, and it's the chemistry, because I actually did not think our leads had that greater chemistry between Billy Eichner and Luke McFarlane. By the end of the movie, I was kind of like, hmm, yeah, you two should probably go your separate ways, actually. I think this relationship, you're right. This relationship has probably run its course. I don't know how much further we could take this thing. Um, so it was actually nice to get this rom-com where you're like, no. You two are adorable, and you should definitely end up together. I'm, I'm willing to fight the, the norms of the British court uh, for you two to be open. <laughs> also, I love that we have an openly out actor playing the king. And so he's <laughs> fucking yes. yes. First of all, the way he delivers his line of, you can have to be like homosexual um, <laughs> was everything to me. Uh, that line delivery of homosexual. Uh, but it's just so fun to have him playing this king kind of. It, no, no, no. Can't step out of line. Young, great, gay grandson. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I love uh, seeing Stephen Fry. I, I, he's one of my favorite actors. And uh, I, actually, perhaps for that reason, I felt like maybe he was a little underused. He's not in it very much, and I, I could have done with, with some more. Um, I, I, I agree with you about the, um, the sex scene, the very intimate sex scene. It was very surprising to me because the rest of the movie up to that point felt very tame. And then all of a sudden we have this scene, which is fine in and of itself, but I just felt like tonally it was a little jarring, um, <laughs> personally. I think but this deserved an R rating. I, I probably would have given it an R rating if I were rating, but I don't know. I would say PG-13, but I feel like a lot of stuff slides into PG-13 movies that I'm like, I think I think this could get away with that. But probably. Yeah. Um, and you know, it was, it's always good to see Uma Thurman. I was distracted by her accent. Um, but there was, there were some very touching moments between her and, and her son that I thought were good. Perhaps not completely believable, but they were good. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, you didn't believe she was a good old Texas native. <laughs> that was so, and you know, it's funny. And I, I mean, I just kind of chuckle at it, but this, you know, Hollywood is so they have this thing about Democrats in Texas, right? Because uh, you know, for anyone who's listening who's not from the U.S., Texas is long been the dream of like being won by Democrats for uh, like the presidency. And I think the last time it happened was back in the '60s with Lyndon Johnson, and <laughs> it has been strongly Republican since then, uh, and despite a lot of efforts, you know, to, to change it. And we had like I don't know, fifteen some years ago, we had the West Wing. Where Jimmy Smits came on in the last couple seasons as like a I don't know a senator from Texas and his the, they had a whole season long arc that was the election and he was running for president and Texas was was in the balance and and then in this movie Uma Thurman's from Texas and it's in play and I'm just like y'all y'all love this little fantasy like those, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that was I don't I thought that was cute. <laughs> I, I had a question for you, Larry, because I tried to do research after watching this and I couldn't find anything. But so Nick and Taylor, who play Prince Henry and Alex, respectively, do you know what? And I know ultimately this doesn't really matter, but do you know in real life, are they part of the LGBT community or not? I couldn't see anything about it. I was like, I mean, it matters very deeply. And some, again, depending on who you ask uh, within the community, some folks, it matters very deeply. Other folks, it doesn't matter at all. Um, I I couldn't. I also obviously was curious. I, I usually do get curious after these things. <laughs> it's a case of uh, a suspected, but nothing, like neither one has come out to say anything or like publicly dated so i don't know nick is also in the upcoming movie bottoms uh which i saw at the cinema q film festival which is a queer film festival here in denver this past weekend and he plays a very flamboyantly gay straight football player i'll say that uh he's a football (laughs) player that's straight in the movie i think he's he's written to be flamboyant like that but he also plays it up very well um we have some like Twitter investigators who <laughs> have seen like Nick out here from years ago getting involved in like Lady Gaga stan wars on, on Twitter, uh, <laughs> as well as 
tweeting about The Last of Us just earlier this year, and the only two episodes he tweeted about were episode three, where we get the full gay storyline with Nick Offerman, and then episode seven, where our lead, played by Bella Ramsey, is involved in her same-sex relationship. So, you know, uh, people putting together pieces that may or may not uh, be true, but lots of pieces there, and then kind of the same with... with (laughs) Taylor as well, uh, just kind of investigating, uh, online investigation, which, you know what, sometimes the FBI has nothing on some of these Reddit <laughs> and Twitter users of the world these days, so. Yeah, and you know, I'll, I'll be honest, like, I'm not really interested in, like, outing them, but I mean, I was just curious, like, if I missed something that was already out there, because, you know, this movie actually has a plot thread about Basically how, and, and I think like this has kind of been a long standing thing in, in the LGBT community, but like it's not cool to out someone. Um, the exception being if they're like a lawmaker who is like secretly like gay, but, but, but supports anti LGBT legislation, then like it's fair game. <laughs> but yeah, generally speaking, you're not supposed to out people. Like you're supposed to let them come out on their own terms. But like I think what, um, what I found interesting and what I was so curious about with these two actors is when I was watching them, I mean, when I say that they had really incredible chemistry together, I mean, what I mean by that is like, not only do I think these two people together had good chemistry, but like it felt I truly, oh, here's the thing. When I watch a movie that's about like uh, queer people, a lot of them have starred uh, heterosexual actors. And I don't usually have an issue with that, but there's something about it that I, even before I know that they're like straight, I can always tell that there's a, some, a, even, a, even if it's a minute barrier where I can tell that this person isn't really into it, right? They're, that they're acting and that they're, I can just tell. It's really hard to describe, but I can just tell. When I was watching this movie, like, I, I didn't pick up on that at all. So, I mean, if they are, let's say, both heterosexual, I'm like, wow, they really, they really <laughs> pulled this off, uh, quite well. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I know. I mean, this, uh, this movie has parts in it that I think were supposed to be quite serious, but I was actually laughing out loud. <laughs> and I tried, I can't think of the scenes at the moment, but, the thing that came to my mind was this movie is so earnest. Like it really is just so earnest. Uh, and it, and it, um, it, it, it has humorous moments, certainly. I mean, that are supposed to be humorous, but there's other parts of it where it's taking itself super serious. And I'm just watching it. And I mean, I was just sitting there busting up laughing because it just was a yeah. little. Yeah. There was some bad dialogue. There's some bad dialogue. Yeah. Some eye rolling dialogue <laughs> so, I think I said in my initial review I wasn't sure I was like was this is this one of those cases where this was taken from a Prince Harry like fanfic and <laughs> uh, worked into you know a proper book and then a movie um, I was disillusioned that. <laughs> so there you go but there's a few lines in here where I was like, hmm. like I think at one point he says I would like break this, the sound barrier for you um, when yes. he's coming to England. Moments like that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. Um, 
yeah, it, it's it's hearts in the right place though. It's it's a really difficult movie to dislike. Yeah, and you know, it ultimately it kept my interest, and I'm a sucker for for rom coms, uh, and now it's particularly you know an LGBT rom com. So this, uh, you know, I like it. Do you have any um, final thoughts, Larry? No, I think it sells exactly what it is. If you see the marketing, if you see the cutesy like pictures and the stuff online. And that's exactly what you're going to get with this film. It's a really sweet, little bit saucy, uh, nice viewing experience. If you like rom-coms in general, I think you're going to have a really good time when it comes to Red, White, and Royal Blue. It does the formula, and it does it well, and the chem- the chemistry, just the chemistry sells it all. So you know, I, I think it's a believable rom-com at the end of the day <laughs> for that reason. Yeah. So what would you give it out of 10? Yeah, I think I'm sitting right around like a... See, Ashton is saying he's probably going to give it higher than should. <laughs> I'm going to go with an 8 out of 10. I thoroughly enjoyed myself watching it. Right. And you, Ashley? <laughs> uh, 6.4. 6.4. Well, I'm coming in low. I'm giving it a 6. Um, so our score to Colette together is a 6.8. And... I, I still would recommend it. Uh, now, maybe if you are, I will say, I mean, like I said earlier, if you're a straight person that, you know, may not be down with seeing two dudes kissing or <laughs> doing other things, yeah, maybe just fast forward through those parts. But yeah, no, I think it's a cute, it's a cute movie. Uh, it's hard not to like. Like it's definitely a level above most of the Netflix rom-coms. Yeah. So if you're looking for a good streaming romantic comedy, Skip over all them Netflix ones. Actually, the Kissing Booth films also starring Taylor uh, that's in this film. Uh, skip all that and just head <laughs> straight to Amazon Prime instead. Agreed. Agreed. So, yeah, um, Larry, thank you for joining us. Um, again, you all uh, can find Larry uh, online, uh, Chili Boy Productions on YouTube. He's got some great videos. Uh, and then uh, on Twitter at Chili Boy YT. And yeah, so thank you all for listening. And uh, have a good day. Thank you. Wise men say.